0: Hello and welcome inside hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, where it is now 59 minutes until the Major League Baseball Lockout. I've said lockout like that like 50 times now in the show, and I've not gotten one big or a lock sound effect after. Where is I that? got something good for you. You want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Attention. Major League Baseball is in a lockdown. Repeat, Major League Baseball is in a lockdown. All MLB team talk is not allowed,
6: especially the Mets. There you go. I'll play it every time for you.
0: Wow, that's That's very specific. That is specific right there. That is. Was that your idea or Ralph's idea?
6: If you had to guess, who would you say?
0: I would say probably Ralph's idea.
6: Probably right. I
0: got you. Now, because I ask you, uh, do the Mets play in the National League or the American League?
6: I think in the uh, Eastern Conference League.
0: They do. They are in the East. Yes, you're right. They already is Very good. Very nice. All right. Uh, the only thing I would say is a little bit of a whoop, 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 like some kind of a hap, 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 Yeah, I don't Something know about like that. that I think is needed. Maybe mean,
7: hap, hap, Yeah, but that sometimes connotates other things. That's you what I'm making saying. making that crazy sound is cool, but otherwise people get nervous, and, and if a fine is coming, it's going against you.
6: <laughs> how about from that one song where he goes whoop there it is
0: uh i don't think it's that high i think it's if a he low gets
6: low low that high, high that would
0: uh, be a nice remix i'm in on that my or god if, if you want to do it like in uh, uh, in thor ragnarok you are meeting the grandmaster in five seconds there will be a lockout in ah! five
8: seconds.
0: prepare yourself prepare yourself prepare yourself prepare <laughs> yourself at, now that would work. Now that no, I and want. that scream that that's Hemsworth does—that's about as good as that. it gets. I want that. I want that. I want that. Prepare yourself. Prepare The lockout will begin in five seconds. Prepare yourself. Prepare. That, that's pretty good. Uh, talks between the league and the union ended after seven minutes of negotiations Wednesday afternoon. It sounds like it's from a movie. Like when, okay, we need to make sure we got to show that the sides aren't getting along. Let's just have like a quick 30 second scene to show that there's nowhere to go. And I- I'm leaving in a huff and you're leaving in a huff seven minutes. Really? You needed to sit down for what happened in that seven minutes. Did something so incredibly crazy happen that, Oh, I got to walk out of here. I mean, really, like, did Rob Manford walk in and go, boy, I only see owners here I like. I don't know about you guys. Oh, well, we're li- I have never been so affronted in my life. Like, what what happened in that seven minutes that we didn't know going in? Like, the players th- walked in I- and said, okay, here's what we'd like. And the owner said, no, no, no. Oh, well, we got to have a lockout now. What do we do? Just walk out defiantly. Okay, I'm walking out defiantly. What could have happened?
7: Yeah, I have to wonder if it isn't the, uh, the idea of ending uh, a relationship or, or maybe a, at a job, right? If you only worked one shift at a place... Then maybe you just don't show up. Right? I'm just not going back, right? <laughs> a problem had by so many businesses uh, right now, and and why you see help wanted signs pretty much everywhere uh, is just that. All right, they they're just not coming back. Uh, but relationships—if you've been you know hanging out with someone, you you maybe you're married. I don't know. You you can't do it in a text or uh, you know by courier uh, necessarily. You want you want to do it in in face, and I think. This was a, hey, you guys moving? Nope. You moving? Nope. How's the coffee? Coffee's good. All right.
0: See you later. Uh, maybe, maybe
7: they decided on a date that has yet been yet to be disclosed of when they'll talk again. I don't right, know. Here's, here's maybe they just said, we'll meet after the holiday and well, enjoy Christmas. I don't know. Happy Hanukkah.
0: Listen, let, I have to make it look like I'm in here to mean business. Well, I have to make it look like I'm in here to mean business. All right. Here's what we do. We just sit in this room for a few minutes and then we walk out. And you can be mad and I can be mad and everybody wins. And every, Oh, boy, both sides are dug in and you can walk back to your people and they can say you repped them well and I can walk back to my people and say, yes, I repped us well. What do we do in the meantime? Let's listen to American Pie. It's about seven and a half, eight minutes long. <laughs> and when the song ends, we'll go out. All right, play it. And just but like, don't we, we just have
7: one late. longer? Can't we play that all too well song from Taylor Swift? It's over ten minutes. Then it really looks like we got it. It's like, nope, my kids have driven me nuts with that. Go back to American Pie. <laughs>
0: Can't we play In the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly? <laughs> Let's play the long version of Sterling I got a now. live version of Coma on my phone. No, dude, I can't. No, you're going to play Coma? I'm leaving. Oh, that might have been what it was. After like the first seven minutes of Coma, that's now when people grimace, were like, I got to go.
7: Now, now turn and, and slowly and grimace and hold your head like you're in great uh, thought and consternation. And, and then just get back to your car. And, and <laughs> we'll put out a press release uh, at the eleventh hour, literally at the eleventh hour, <laughs> to say, "Hey, we're done. We're not doing anything else." One point seven billion dollars. That's what uh, our buddy John Paul Morosi, when he joined us yesterday, that was uh, his quick math on the contracts that had been signed, and obviously a couple other players disclosed what they were doing today. Uh, so add another, you know, point one, point two, whatever that added up to uh lots of cash lots of flow but uh still a lot of fundamental problems with the game and the owners trying to figure out well how do we bleed more out of it without having to give anything up
0: prepare yourself Prepare yourself. The lockout will start. Prepare yourself. So, yeah. I, mean, I like the this grandmaster,
7: is, uh, you know, allegory You like that? There. That's good.
0: I would like to see Jeff Goldblum try to uh, settle the MLB labor lockout. He would be really entertaining. Well, I'm trying
7: to find uh, a robe like that that I could walk around the streets of LA in. Oh, that's true. Yeah,
0: that is true. That is true. You're, I mean, that would rock. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Prepare yourself Prepare yourself, <laughs> and then do that scream <laughs> for five seconds. I mean, that's like going
7: on one of the big roller coasters at the theme parks. Had another interesting back and forth after my uh, fun down in Florida uh, last week. But the, the point being that, you know, right before they blast you off, someone starts screaming because they're they're pondering their life choices. I'm wondering how many of the owners or certainly the agents and players like the players that were getting close to a deal. Before this guy is like, all right, should we take it? Should we not? Should we take it? Wait, wait, now we're locked out? (laughs) Damn, it! now i got to wait. So, you know, you might have at least been able to extract a signing bonus uh, before the lockdown went into effect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So, yes, we are now 52 minutes away from the lockout. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. For the lockout. Wait for Uh, the night. So, if we get news, we will bring it to you. If not, we will count down to the. It's it's like it's uh, New Year's Eve. We're counting down to it. Like Ryan Seacrest should be in Times Square going, Oh, the lockout's coming. When that big ball hits the ground, (laughs) instead of the big ball, it's a baseball. And when it hits the ground, it explodes. Hey, when that ball hits the ground, it explodes. We got an MLB. Wait, is that foul or fair? Oh, man. You know, I will say this. It does feel very throwback right now because – Honestly, you and I, growing up for most of our twenties and thirties and, and early parts of our forties, we had the threat of a lockout like every three. Oh years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like every three years, it was. Ah, it could be a lockout, could have a labor strike, and all the big names you've heard over the course of the years: Bob Dupay, Gene Orza, all these names that were. There's so people were so wrapped up in, and oh, we figured it out. Or here's a little bit of a labor stoppage, and now we say Now we have labor peace. Here we are again. I mean, it has been. A, it has been a minute you know, since we've really had to deal with a labor lockout story in Major League Baseball. So it's kind of a throwback to the days where, hey, every two, three years, yeah, we had this story. We're all good. We, we, we know how it's going to go. Yeah, no, we had we had a lot of
7: a good, uh, good talk year after year. I mean, I still have my – baseball from the World Series that wasn't sitting in in my case no. of autograph balls you know because the White Sox were uh, pretty pretty damn good that year uh, Frank
0: Thomas I feel like said. every team thinks they were great all oh, that year our team was great no not every team was no great. there were no, three, no, three or four teams, teams that were great, great. The White Sox, yeah, yeah there weren't that were great and then but and then, then the Expos oh, we
7: became everything else and then we had an all-star game where like all of those guys played on the Expos at some point how about that <laughs> 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 but, but here we are and, At this point. Yeah, there was always the threat. And, you know, we've talked about it with with JP before, Jason, where he'll talk about labor peace. I'm like, well, it is, but it isn't right. It's like, yes, you did not have a work stoppage, but telling me that it was peaceful and that both sides were happy with the growth and their percentages and and every piece of the business. Come on, don't don't lie to me. There was always frustration, and it it just took one guy to hit the plunger, and all of a sudden we were going to have problems. And that's where we're at now. I mean, fights over service time, uh, expanding the playoffs, and so many other things uh, that that add up to just an absolute mess. And and giving in uh, on any piece of it didn't seem to be in the office. Players finally saying, well, we've we've saved up enough money uh, to hold out, you know, on our side of things. And the owner is just shrugging, going, OK, that's it. <laughs> so now now we have uh, uh, going to be a long protracted battle because I mean that service time issue even though it, it really doesn't affect nearly as many players uh, as we'd like to believe well they're all they all become prominent players at some point hey this guy's an all-star and now he's fighting uh, because he's stuck and he's still making 300,000 uh, and under their control because of these arcane rules not to mention the treatment of minor leaguers and and everything else that piles up so uh, finally it came to a head right they were able to to keep it from boiling over for low these many years we're I mean, talking 25 years uh, of finding a way at the 11th hour to to keep the the game going and whatever unrest it was quelled enough to to keep the business of baseball moving along but now you have this if you're out of the picture too long and and i think both sides have to recognize this too you're, you're still in a tenuous position as to your place in the you know, pantheon of viewership because TV's where it's at, right? I mean, yes, people are still going to go to ball games. They've they've always had butts and seats, but you know, the rest of the growth, the digital growth, all of that that you're counting on to go to the next level, uh, being out of the public eye and and giving you know, fans another reason to just wave their arm at you and say, all right, I'll spend my entertainment dollars elsewhere is a, you know, long long view approach that, you know, they, they need to be cognizant of while they try to get their gain short term.
0: Now, and let me just end with this, because this is what really is the big thing that causes me to be nervous about this, is that the big threat is always, well, they'll never cancel games. They're not going to cancel parts of the season. They're not crazy. They're not going to lose all that revenue. Uh, we had a season last year in which the vast majority of it was canceled and we had a playoffs and we had a World Series and everybody still owns their teams and nobody went poor, nobody had to sell. Uh, you really think the potential, hey, we could miss games of April, that people are going to go crazy about that, players are still playing, players are still making money, owners, to, um, yeah, that whole caveat of, well, the missing the games is going to what's caused this to happen, that's gone now. Uh, the the owners they'll be okay with missing games if they're going to get more in a deal. Players will be okay with missing games if they're going to get more in a deal because we've seen it. They've lived through it. It's not the thing they're most afraid of anymore. So that's the one thing that takes me out of this and thinks, uh, this is where it could wind up being really, really big deal.
7: Well, that's just it. I mean, most of the the ownership groups they've got other businesses that continue to fund whatever it is they're doing, right? They've got war chests the on the player side you know that's what they're trying to claim that they're in a in a much better position uh to you know really dig in but the question is you know once we get to february and even before then will they really will they be so resolute or will we start seeing cracks again
0: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike Gets Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If you're having trouble starting your car, AutoZone will test your battery for free and help you find the issue so you don't spend money on parts you don't need. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free service. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply, so get in the zone. AutoZone. Coming up next, we got Rick Buecher stopping by to break down all the big news in the NBA. What the hell is going on with LeBron James? Are the Warriors and the Suns really that much better than everybody else? I'll keep it right here. This
5: is Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)
5: I hate that song. Fox Sports Radio, the
0: Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, Big night in the NBA. We got Rick Buecher on the way in a couple of minutes. Help us break it all down. He's got a big piece on, hey... Sons of the Warriors. Who's the best team? Who do other teams think is the best team for the playoffs? As we we're already talking about playoffs here. We're 22 <laughs> games into the regular season. We got that. We got LeBron. Who's Kane's the MVP? Drama. Who's yet well? Well, clearly the MVP is Alec Burks. Okay, when you you and you bench Capital Walker. No, no. no. Uh, the MVP talk, it's really interesting that uh, clearly there is a push to give an MVP to Steph Curry at some point. Oh, he's supposed to be the MVP last year. Now he's gotta be the MVP this year. Well, I told you why he's not. It's gotta be Steph Curry. Every year, no matter what Steph Curry does, how good his team is, how bad his team is, Steph Curry's gotta be the MVP. Uh, that's been the only real talk of MVP-ness so far. But Let's talk to the man who's got that piece coming up right now. He is on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, FS1. NBA insider extraordinaire, longtime friend of the show. Rick, what's happening, my man? How are you?
8: I'm doing well, gentlemen. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday and that uh, you have been nice enough that Christmas is going to be just as pleasant. Or Hanukkah.
0: Well, I hope so, but I I, kind of have a bone to pick with you because, you know, the last time you were on the show, you talked about what a great run the last few days has been for the Knicks, and boy, you're happy, and then I get that craptastically officiated game last night, and I go, you just jinxed us. Everything was going great until you said, boy, what a last great couple of days you had.
8: (laughs) They stayed close with the Brooklyn Nets when they had no business staying close to the Brooklyn Nets, so I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) overjoyed that they were not embarrassed in the Barclay Center. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> See,
7: that was part of a, what was a difficult night for Jason yesterday, Rick, in that, uh, you know, being the Q's guy, we had Buddy Beheim on, so he was out to uh, dinner with his dad, so he was all mad and trying to call in feverishly. So between that and the Knicks loss, it was the perfect storm for
8: him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I there are times where I will take on your burdens, Jason. But this is not one of them. Okay, you're gonna have to walk this. You're gonna have to walk this sorry path all by your damn self. All right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Let me tell everybody that Rick's got
0: a big piece coming up soon for the Fox Sports app on why Buddy Bayheim is the number one pick in the draft. It's going to be a 10,000-word opus, <laughs> interviews with his entire family, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, uh, well, speaking of speaking of the app, you did have about the Warriors and the Suns. Look, clearly the two best teams in the league up until this point. It is early. They had the big showdown uh, that yep. went the Suns' way. Uh, you talked to a lot of people around the league, and, and I know playoffs is a long time away, but which team do, do executives? Executives and, and, and evaluators think, hey, this is the better team here.
8: Yeah, with them facing each other twice this week, I think everybody's focused on you know what happens this week and, and who wins, and obviously the Suns got the first one. But uh, in talking to a, an array of a half dozen or more of execs, scouts, coaches uh, around the league, they're all of the belief that when we get to the playoffs that the, the Golden State Warriors are better suited to be the team that ultimately comes out of the West, which I found is a little bit of a surprise in that you, uh, you have the Phoenix Sun to basically bring back 10 guys from the team that went to, the, to the, the finals last year. And the only real question you have is can Chris Paul stay healthy? But otherwise, you would expect that that team overall is going to, uh, is going to get better and that that collective experience would put them over the top as far as a playoff team is concerned. Because you're looking at the Warriors with one Toscano Anderson and Jordan Poole and even Andrew Wiggins, uh, any number of guys that are part of that team that uh, that have little or no playoff experience. But their view is that, one, uh, this is as good as the Phoenix Suns may get. Like, you don't know that they're going to get appreciably better. Where the Warriors are right there neck and neck with them, and they're expecting Klay Thompson back at some point, and they're expecting James Wiseman back at some point, and they didn't have Andre Iguodala playing uh, playing the other night. And so, when it comes to the playoffs, if you take the first five, six, seven players the Warriors have, they could very well go with a rotation of guys that have won uh, a championship, and in some cases, multiple championships, as opposed to the Suns who have 10 guys who have been to the finals but still don't know what it's like to win at all. So um, there were a number of factors that they all – and what I found interesting is that each person that I talked to had a different reason for believing that the Warriors would be the better playoff team. One was that you've got the best player between both teams and Steph Curry. One was the motivation factor, greater motivation factor for the Warriors. Uh, their offense and their versatility, and obviously the collective experience at the top of the, uh, top of the rotation. So, a multitude of reasons why uh, people were picking, uh, picking them, and I, it, I it, it surprised me a little bit because I, they, they, they did say they don't think the margin is the difference is that great, and there is a chance that the Suns could come out on top, but they're, they're very leery of the Suns being as. Chris Paul dependent as they are, and I think that was the number one reason why they have their doubts about can the Suns be this all season long. Check out the, all that work,
7: uh, the Fox Sports app. Check out Rick's uh, commentary and, well, blowback uh, at Jason Smith for some of his Knicks love, at Rick Buecher
8: on Twitter yeah.
7: as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. RIC, we may, we may just
8: have to have a separate, like, column. Okay. Uh, blow, we, and we'll call it blowback. I like it. Well,
7: Jay. see there there's the hey, you could pitch that as a show over at FS1. Yes.
8: Uh, yes without question. And we'll just have we'll have the little up in the the little square up in the corner with Jason's face. <laughs> I like
0: that. I like that. Me or Buddy Beheim's face, either one, either face of one. Okay, work. now work. now you're you're
7: killing the bit. <laughs> Look, uh, LeBron James out uh, at least ten days. Needs the two negative tests. Uh, Lakers yep. get the win over Sacramento. They're above five hundred. But between that and tweeting out something fishy going on here, oh. uh, we, we we've got the the Lakers, <laughs> the constant source of uh, entertainment and fear here in Los Angeles.
8: Yeah, you know, I hate to I hate to complain. You sound like the grumpy old guy on the on the porch uh, when when you complain about what players you know do on social media. But I'm I'm so tired of guys who have millions of followers, whether it's LeBron or it's Kyrie or just about anybody, and they put out these mysterious tweets, and then we all like get all hot and bothered. What does he mean by that? Is he talking about COVID? Is he talking about something else? Is he talking about Adam Silver? Like like what is I, I just it's it's like would you stop? Would you stop? Are you are you catfishing us? What are you doing? Are you trolling us? And we shouldn't take the bait. So I have no idea what that tweet means. Um I do believe that if you ever wondered whether this was just a star-crossed season for the Lakers, uh, we're what twenty, <laughs> we're twenty twenty-five games in, and LeBron James is now missing time for what the third time this season, uh, and they still, you know, the Kings win the other night aside, uh, the Pistons win uh, without without him aside, it is. I just, they are so LeBron dependent that I don't, and and him missing as many games as he had for a variety of reasons. I, I just don't see a happy ending to this story for, for Lakers fans at this point. But what I, I, you know, I'll come back to it. I, I just, I don't know about you guys. I mean, look, sometimes it makes for good fodder for us and it gives us something to talk about, but it's, it's so banal, is it not? It's just it's like what are we doing? Let's can we can we just ignore when and whether it's an athlete or a celebrity or whoever it is throws out some uh cryptic tweet and we lose our minds trying to figure out what it is. I feel like we should just delete the account or that like maybe they need to go into Twitter purgatory for for a week for for toying with us like that and i can't even tell you why it bothers me so much right now i can just tell you you know what it is it's freaking i you know jason's got his problems and now on top of it lebron apparently has his problems and that's just two (laughs) people that should never have problems in their lives or advertise the fact that they have problems in their lives because otherwise they have a pretty sweet life I think that, I think I just came to the conclusion of why it bothers me so much.
7: See, I think it's also, you must have spent some time on your personal Facebook account earlier, and the, someone said, oh, what a day! And you're like, you, <laughs> what, what happened? And then you found six more people that had the same thing.
8: <laughs> See, I'm not on Facebook. That That is the one platform that I, uh, that I excise from, largely because somehow they locked me out of my account. And I was like, I, and I tried everything I could to get back in. And then I was like, fine, you don't want me on Facebook. I don't want to be on Facebook. (laughs) I'm not going to be on Facebook. It was very childish of me, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually really glad, really glad that I did it. It's one less thing for me to get worked up about.
0: Well, two things. Number one, I actually had you banned from Facebook because you had too many anti Knicks posts. So
8: I had you banned from that. That's first thing. Uh, Uh, You know, okay. So Jason, before we go any further, let's just make it clear: there is no such thing as having too many anti Knicks posts. There is that 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 bar has never been set. Okay. Uh, And if it was, it was moved a long time ago.
0: All right. Well, here's the, here's now where I'm going to help you, right? Because I, I if I have you band, I want to help you get Want to help you? You know, you know, in, in your you know, get get great mental space and feel good about things. <laughs> Next okay. time you break a story about something, instead yeah. of breaking, hey, so and so agrees to a you know six year, two hundred and forty million dollar contract extension. Tweet out, whoa. Guess who just agreed to a six-year, $200 million extension?
8: Wow, big news. You know what? Here's the thing. So I just did – I got a crazy text over the weekend, over the holiday weekend, about somebody suggesting that Jeannie Buss, that LeBron James be made the player coach. And that they're going to build, bring Bill Lamber in as kind of his second in command and his, and his, and his whipcracker, right?
7: Well, it was and, a holiday weekend. People might have hit the wine watching the Raider game. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, but I thought it was—I thought it was an interesting thing to think about. Like, it—you it, it, technically you can't. They—they—they they, they player coaches. It's weird. It's not written in the CBA specifically, but the league has kind of let teams know we don't want player we don't want player coaches it's an un, it's an unfair benefit or advantage we just don't want to go down that road so it couldn't technically happen but i was i was intrigued by the idea of would lebron want to do it because it would be a feather in his cap another feather in his cap that jordan doesn't have and you know just the ins and outs of, of what would he want to do it or would he wouldn't want to do it if he could and but i thought god it is so, it would be so clickbaity if I just if I did a podcast on that and then I put the headline, LeBron is player coach question mark. I just thought no, I can't do that. Cause that that this this would be taken way too seriously. So all I said was uh a Lakers wild a wild Lakers coaching change rumor. And sure enough, somebody listened to it and texted me back and said damn it. That was such a clickbait headline. I can't believe you did that. I'm like, I tried to avoid that. What are you talking about?
7: <laughs> and then you said, when my check clears from the ads, from all the clicks I
8: got, I'll send you a bottle of wine, pal. <laughs> I will say, I will say that particular episode did do very well. <laughs>
0: uh, Rick Bucher with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, now, not because I wanted to ask another question about the Knicks but it just so happens that we talked about the Lakers and what they could possibly do, what other teams are doing. And now you're starting to see some potential dominoes maybe be available in trade. Maybe now Kemba Walker has fallen out of favor with the Knicks and he yeah. could be had. Maybe John Wall, uh, you know, the return could be a predication, or a precursor to a trade. Uh, are we going to start seeing big names come up here and we could start seeing the rumor mill churn on this for a bit?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think as soon as we get past, uh, what is it, December 15th, when some of the signings uh, over, over the summer become – when some of the – more contracts or all the contracts, not maybe not all, but most contracts become eligible to be moved. I, you know, the, the number one, the interesting thing for me will be, um, I, I think it, um, as of December 15th, if the Lakers wanted to move Russ Westbrook, they could. Uh, and so the question will be, are they going to look at that? Uh, is LeBron going to have them look at it, or is he going to stick with the idea? No, I wanted Russ here, and so we're you know we're going to ride this out and see if we can make it work. I know there's a lot of people out there saying you can't trade Russ Westbrook. Look, he's been traded two times already with with a, a huge contract. I don't know that it's impossible to move him. Uh, John Wall is an, is an interesting question just because the contract is so it's so big and unwieldy, you know, it, unless you had cap room, I, I don't know how you absorb that contract. You wouldn't, you'd have to have a really equally bad contract to send the other way. And, you know, Kemba might be out of favor in New York and maybe the Knicks would be willing to roll the dice on that. But I, I, if you could make it work, I just, you can't trade Kemba's contract for John's contract as of right now. They don't come close. And I don't know that you'd want to give up other assets that the Knicks have, even if they had a contract big enough to backfill, to make that work. That's that's the biggest issue with John, is that the teams that might have cap room are rebuilding teams. You don't have any use for John Wall if you're a rebuilding team. Uh, and And on the other hand, if you're a team – Gunning for a, a, a title or even a playoff spot, uh, and you might be able to use John Wall. The pieces that that you would have to give up, the contracts that you would give up, doesn't make it worth it. So that's where they're in a real difficult position. I think the thing for me with John, and and the, one of the reasons why I think he wants to come back and play, knowing that he isn't, uh, you know, he isn't likely to get moved this season and play elsewhere is simply, and I would say this for Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and all these guys, like uh, maybe John Wall's a little far down the path, but you look at some of the guys that are making the Hall of Fame and the numbers that they have collected in order order to make it. And, uh, you know, as of right now, John Wall's Hall of Fame uh, percentage of getting in, according to basketball reference, is 32%, which isn't great, but was higher than I thought it would be. But that's actually higher than what Reggie Miller's was. And Reggie got in, like, what, five years ago or whatever. So I, I'm, I'm looking at some of these guys, and I'm thinking, do you realize that you are maybe affecting your legacy or your career numbers by sitting out all this time or missing a season in your prime, that that could be the difference? And I don't know whether that matters to any of these guys. But I think that that's one of the things that is that is I, I look at now, and the idea that I'm, I'm I made the NBA, I realized my dream, and now playing in the NBA is optional because of whatever reason is is a really uh, a disappointing development for me when it comes to seeing guys who, for what one reason or another, have voluntarily decided I don't want to play in the NBA when I guarantee you that when they were 15, 16, 17 years old, their dream was simply to get to the NBA.
0: He's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher. Don't forget on the Fox sports app sons or the warriors who is more primed for the postseason? And don't forget. Yes. Coming soon. 10,000 words. Why buddy Bayheim is the number one pick
8: in the NBA draft. Rick is always buddy. Oh. Appreciate your time. We'll talk Right to after you. I do the big expose on Bones Highland, only because I'd rather say Bones Highland than Buddy Bay sure. Blowback yeah, we'll with, yeah. blow with Rick Bucher.
0: Blowback with Rick Bucher. We got Buddy Buckets. Now, now that flows. <laughs> if Blowback with Bucher has Buddy Buckets, I mean, you have to make that your first show. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk about <laughs> it. See you <again> Rick. <laughs> He's got to lower his voice, too. It's blowback with Buker. We got Buddy Buckets on with us right now. Buddy Buckets, what's going on? Well, um, I, I don't know that Rick smokes.
7: No. doesn't it matter. Takes, you,
0: it takes some years to get to that. Uh, you can affect the voice. You, you, you may only be able to do a yeah, podcast, podcast for a few minutes, but you can still
7: do it. I was going to say, I mean, you could do it as an open. Hey, what was the (laughs) cool guy that did your open? Well, I could make my voice do this. (laughs) It's like uh, Alex Brightman, who was Beetlejuice on Broadway. Normally, you know, just very bright and and loud and, and boisterous, and then he goes into the, he, he can do something with his throat, so all of a sudden he's got this crazy affected voice in <laughs> character's like, how, how the hell do you do that, and why, why can you do eight shows a week? It's like, well, I've got this weird physical thing that allows me to do it without hurting myself. It's like, most of us don't have that, Jason, uh, mm-hmm. and you would potentially mess up Rick Buecher forever. Uh, hey, we're guys. saving
0: money. I'm the host. I'm also the voice guy. Hey, I get paid to do two jobs. <laughs> for one.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every
7: week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to you turbo boost your fantasy lineup sits, starts, fantasy football players rankings to get
0: you ready to dominate the competition Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me Dan Byer on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables
2: Fox
0: Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. It's going to wind up being too late. Even though the warning bell was sounded today, it's going to be too late. Today, Cleveland Browns GM Andrew Barry talked about the confidence they continue to have in Baker Mayfield and said that he expects great things out of Baker Mayfield after the upcoming buy. Take a listen
7: with Baker, especially from a you know from a long term perspective. You really try and take you know a big big picture approach. You know it's about body of work over you know, really over several years and also taking it in context, the, the environment or a particular individual situation. We've seen Baker play a lot of good football here. We've seen Baker play good football, you know, this season. And you know, I know he's excited and we're excited for the opportunity ahead of us, you know, and we expect him to play his, his best football moving forward over the next five weeks.
0: Oh, just because it's just going to magically happen? Uh, yeah, you take a wide-angle lens because, well, we got to decide. You know, we got the uh, he's got the option year next year. Is he really our our quarterback? We really want to sign him long-term. Uh, this is kind of the warning. Hey, we expect Baker to play our best football. What has shown you he's going to do that? What I mean, I mean, what has shown you in the last six weeks that says Baker Mayfield's about to turn it around? Because either he stinks or he's hurt, and he stinks because he's hurt, or both. What do you suddenly think is magically going to happen and Baker Mayfield's going to be great? Okay, he's been awful. They are lucky; they were lucky to beat the Lions thirteen to ten. They got blown out by New England, and they somehow lost to get the first game in NFL history where a quarterback threw four picks, and it was it was a plus four. Uh, Turnover differential with interceptions and a team lost a game. Um, It's not going to magically get better. It's not. You're not going to suddenly in a week go, oh, we've figured out all our issues. No, you need to be bold. I know you're hanging around the playoff chase and you feel that, well, you know, we don't want to make anything too drastic. No, this is the time to be drastic. You can sit him down and say, you know, Baker, you're not healthy. You're really banged up. You're not helping us right now. We got to go to Case Keenum. You need to do something to give your team a spark because this is just not working working. It isn't. The last three weeks, 45-7 loss. They win 13-10. They lose 16-10. Uh, they had the big explosion against Cincinnati, and then it was 10 points. 14 been good. This offense has not been good in over two months, and Baker made that leap. I get that you're embarrassed because this success and this relevancy for Cleveland is new. Hey, people are talking to us all the time. They talk about Baker Mayfield. Boy, we lose Mayfield. Ooh, people aren't going to talk about us anymore. Um, but you're trying to win football games, and you can still try to find a way to salvage Mayfield if you want to at the end of the season and you can talk about him being hurt and play somebody else to battle with him for the starting job if you want to go that way but you're just being too timid. You're expecting things to change just because and that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. It's going to be difficult. They're going to lose games and that's just how it's going but this is where Cleveland say oh we we want to warn you Baker you better start playing well. uh, No. The time has passed for that. It's time to make a move for now. And that's Case Keenum to see if he can make the team go.
7: We're in the bye week. And then coming out, you look at their schedule. Baltimore and Vegas at home, at Green Bay, at Pittsburgh, and then home against Cincinnati. Good luck navigating that. <laughs> Jarvis Landry had 111 yards in this latest game, the loss to Baltimore. That was the third 100-yard output by a receiver/slash tight end for the Browns this year. You had David and Joku did it once. Donovan Peoples-Jones did it once, and then you have Landry here in Week 12. Your offensive line, you've lost a couple of key components to it due to injury. Your running backs have been in and out of the lineup because of injury. And Baker Mayfield, from if you believe what we've been told, he's being held together by bubble wrap and duct tape that does not bode well for the the end of this season so either you cut your losses and realize hey you know what it ain't happening in 2021 or you really need to over this next week rethink exactly where you are because you're still sitting there at six and six afc seems wide open but is it open for you
0: Twitter at how about a fresca might get swollen dome. It just ain't happening. I'm telling you, Cleveland. Telling you. Uh, Coming up next, we are six minutes away from a huge sports
1: deadline. Fox.